Good day, radio listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. We're glad to have you here with us. My name is Jonathan, and uh, we have our Wives Care Coordinator with us, Gigi Hopkins. So, Gigi, welcome back mm-hmm. to the program. Thank you. It's always a privilege and a joy to be here. Now, I always, you know, every now and then I like to put you on the spot because you are you are from Brazil, right? So if you would like yes, to, sir. if you would like to give a greeting to your native brothers and sisters in Brazil in Portuguese, you're more than welcome to say hello in in your native tongue. Gente, só uh, um abraço para vocês, os brasileiros. E eu estou indo para o Brasil sexta-feira. Eu espero que o Brasil ganhe essa Copa. Que tal? Beijos. Yes, so- so you, Gigi always likes to remind us here in the office that that is the heavenly language, right? That's, so that's correct. The, that's the heavenly language. <laughs> well, before we dive in, because I, I really love the topic that you've brought here, and I think there's going to be a lot of great insights for our, our listeners. But before we do that, I, wanna, I want you to be able to tell our listeners about the online wives care groups um, uh, and just explain a little bit about what those are. Uh, we've got some that are going to be coming up um, in August, mm-hmm. and so if you would just let the wives out there know what that is, um, who would benefit from that environment, that group, and then how the ladies can get connected to the next coming, the next groups coming up. Yeah, thanks, Jonathan. Um, we have a six weeks course that we go through together. We're trying, uh, the wives care groups are really meant to just help wives who are initially getting into uh, healing mm-hmm. for betrayal for uh, in their marriages and that they need that safe space. It's, I love it because it, people connect from all over the world, mm-hmm. literally. And um, it's only one hour long, the formal time, even though I'm in there 15 minutes early and 15 minutes later for whoever would like to enjoy that time. But we send um, weekly emails with content um, just on some very uh, basic but important guardrails uh, mm-hmm. to understand in order to proceed in your, in your healing. Yeah, so, so it's it's really for like you said for wives who are facing betrayal, wanting to kind of get their bearings, so to speak, correct. on like what does healing look like? How can I even kind of feel some stability, get a little bit of support and and understanding? Um, so there's an element of education, mm-hmm. but also the beauty. Another wonderful thing I love about it is that you start connecting with other wives, and like the the two groups we just finished, one of the groups lady starting a um, a private Facebook, you know, group, and mm-hmm. they're continuing that connection because great, this is the kind of group that you get intimate fast, right? Because you're sharing the things that you don't share very often with anybody. Well, and so it's, so. A, it's important for the wives to know this is a safe, closed group. Totally. Um, mm-hmm. It's six weeks long. Uh, and it's and it's online. So that's another thing that sort of adds to that sense of privacy and the ability to be in your own home and, and that mm-hmm. kind of thing to do that. Yeah, uh, by, by online, we mean you can connect with a video. And I greatly encourage that so we can see each other's faces and have a feeling that we're in the same room. Mm-hmm. Or you can, but some aren't ready for that. And that's totally okay. Uh, and you can call in from your phone, you yeah. know, to the call. Uh, so that's another 
option. So tell the ladies how they can get more information about the Wives Care Groups so that if they're interested in signing up, they can do that. They can just go to our website. It's wivescare.com and look for the care groups. And we have one starting on August 1st. Mm -hmm. Um, It's uh, going to be the only one this time because we have a leadership focus for the semester and training. But we would love to have you join. I facilitate, co-facilitate with other women who are very awesome and mature in the faith and have been, you know, through this trial. And their Ronnie has been in right. the Pure Sex Radio with us and Marie Good, too. So um, they we do it together. Um, yeah, these are not... Uh, these are not academicians or just people that just only know this from an academic standpoint. These are women who've experienced it, lived it. And so they're bringing not only wisdom and truth, but also experience. And I think that's a great value. So uh, wives, just remember, she said, we've only got one group this time. So register early so that you can make sure you get into that group. Mm -hmm. Well, Gigi, I'm glad you're here. We, you know, we like to have you on regularly to just kind of keep this uh, topic of wives care and Mm -hmm. Uh, because, listen, there are a lot of wives that are facing this issue of betrayal of some sort by their husband, whether it's pornography or an affair, just any number of ways that a wife can face that deep trauma of sexual betrayal, intimacy betrayal, if we could call it that. And um, I love what you bring because you try to help us remember that while our ministry and our desire and what we would love to see is is full and complete vibrant restoration of relationships Mm -hmm. we recognize that that's not always the case situationally but that doesn't mean that a wife can't experience healing right Mm -hmm. that's right so so why don't you share with us what you're going to bring this time Mm -hmm. that that might benefit a wife to be able to say here's another um, aspect or thing to think about when you're thinking about what healing looks like and and some things that are going to be necessary in order for that to happen. Sure. And I think I I, I just got to review your four pillars, right, for Mm -hmm. purity. And one of them is relating to with God. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, So I just feel that, Jonathan, um, we're a ministry here. There's, it's a no-brainer that God is central. Jesus Christ is, you know, our Savior, and the gospel is what, where we're at. Mm-hmm. at. So, uh, but I feel that sometimes, even in the podcast, I, w- we cover some very important, like the wives' care groups too, uh, issues that are related to healing and recovery. If you pick up a good book on 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 healing for partners or wives, you're going to see those topics. And uh, so we address them very frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just felt like this time I wanted to, <laughs> I think God was leading me to address relating to him in a time of crisis and mm. what that looks like. Because really when I look back, um, I only got, really involved with recovery specifically for this when we came back five years into our crisis. So for five years, I had a lot of time 
with good, healthy Christians. So I had that that part of, of healing. But also, I spent a huge amount of time with God yeah. and um, struggling with him and listening to him, yeah. <laughs> you know. So um, I, I just really wanted to dedicate this time that we have towards that. Yeah, and I think what you're saying is important because sometimes, and we hear this in, in church a lot of times, right? We hear this with pastors even. We hear this with people who are maybe even friends that are Christians. And we'll hear them say something to the effect of, uh, well, you just need to spend more time with God. Mm-hmm. And while that is absolutely correct, right? Mm-hmm. How many times are people left maybe confused in terms of, but what does that look like? Like, how do I do that? Do I just, am I supposed to necessarily sit cross-legged or just, you know, go up on a mountaintop or like, what does it, so maybe we can bring a little more clarity, not necessarily, we're not going to be able to bring a bunch of how-tos, right? Mm -hmm. Because what we're going to be talking about is very intimate and very personal. Yes. But hopefully we might be able to give a little bit more of a picture, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit more of a vision for mm-hmm. what that looks like when somebody says, you know, ultimately the essence of your transformation and healing is going to come through a deepening intimacy with God. That's right. And then people kind of stare at you blankly, right? What mm-hmm. do I do? Mm-hmm. So why don't you start to paint a picture? You had, in fact, you had some kind of incredible stories and just some things that have done, a, I think, a good job of being able to start to give a vision for this. So why don't you share some of that sure i I think one i just wanted to bring a little data here that i came Mm -hmm. across recently right that um in a survey with done with christian partners um recently it was stated that 62 percent of the women experienced um spiritual crisis Mm -hmm. when they went through this trauma of betrayal, right? 62%. So I think... Meaning maybe a questioning of their faith or something. Yeah, yeah, there's just so many different levels of a a crisis of faith, right? right? But I just think whenever there is a real uh, huge life-altering event in our lives, you know, that is... um, something that will test our faith absolutely faith, yeah right so it's it's something that is just normal that happens and jesus remember he said in this life we will have trouble to tribulation and yeah, tribulation exactly. right so there's just no question about that um so this is an interesting factor that we just need to understand if in 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 a way normalize it a little bit if you're mm-hmm. listening and your wife who is in a real tough spot and you're wondering god where are you you mm-hmm. know uh why did you allow this and i hear all these oh, yeah. things often you know and i had those questions myself sure. you know because well, i because it's hard to reconcile the truth that god is sovereign right Right. So there's nothing outside of what he knows or controls with the reality of your pain. Right. Right. Because that's, I mean, I know that was difficult for my wife of going, okay, God, if you are sovereign, you could have prevented this from happening. But for some reason, you let it happen. Mm -hmm. And that's difficult for a person, for a wife to 
grapple with, right? So I can see where then there's a crisis of faith in that because you can feel very let down yeah. by God. Right. And you uh, remember that God's thoughts are higher than ours, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> a little bit or yeah, a, a huge amount. And I'm like, uh, all I can see, we can see just so, so little compared to what he sees. But if, even I questioned, I mean, I've been, we've had issues for 19 years in our marriage. Why only now do I, do we get right. to address it? You right. know, so I have, so we have those kinds so of long, questions. Right? Yeah, yeah. So we have all of that, you know, struggle. And I guess I just want to encourage our listeners to be okay with having those struggles. Mm. They don't surprise God. In fact, you see in Psalms, you see Job struggling through things, mm -hmm. Jacob, you know, the patriarchs. You see the apostles that deny Jesus, and right. you know, in a time of where their lives, they're running for their lives, and, you mm -hmm. know, scared. Uh, so um, I think the last thing we want to do is either ignore those questions or run away from God. Yeah. Or or try or create a sense of shame in someone yes. for feeling those things, and I think what right. you're trying to do is say those feelings and those those doubts are normal, yes. and that we don't have to then drown ourselves in shame because we're thinking I must be such a terrible Christian, right? Because I'm struggling with my real reliance on God right now because I really feel angry at Him and mm -hmm. I feel like He's let me down. Yes. And instead, you're, you're just really a very normal human being. And so what I hear you saying is part of then yeah. this, this approaching God in this circumstance is to allow yourself to be completely honest right. with your emotions as you are working mm -hmm. through this. Instead of pretending totally. like I've got it all together, pretending like my faith is still intact, or going the other direction and saying, it's all a lie and I'm going to run away as fast as I can from faith. That's right. Yeah, and that uh, brings up the issue of prayer and having time that you can just be really, really honest mm -hmm. with God. Truth is, you know, he knows our thoughts. Nothing will surprise him. He right. knows what's already in there. He just wants us to get it out, right? I think of him as the perfect therapist. <laughs> oh, absolutely. He's <laughs> you know? the counselor, wonderful counselor, right? Yeah. And you the the therapist that knows things we don't even know. Mm -hmm. So he, you know, you can't beat him with any information. <laughs> and uh so just finding so that's that's one of the thoughts is finding a space that you can be honest with God that you can cry loud if you need to, that you can um, just have that intimate moment without so, a hindrance. So let's talk about that for a little bit, because I think, um, you know, we could quickly rush past that and, and maybe not unpack that a little bit in terms of, okay, what does that look like in terms of trying to create a sacred space? And maybe you could share your own experience mm -hmm. in that. Like, what was it like for you to maybe have a space in which you knew this is my sacred place to connect with God in complete vulnerability, complete honesty, maybe that would help some of the wives to gain their yeah. own vision or picture of what that might look like. 
Right, and we, we're going to uh, share a brief testimony of a lady who's been through the wives' care groups. Mm -hmm. But mine, in my situation, I actually had a little office where we lived um, overseas, and I was able to close that door and just meet with the Lord. I actually chose a lot to do that when a lot of the times when no one was at home. Mm. Um, but with people were at home I just closed it and I even locked it you know yeah. that was my time and uh, yeah I just have precious memories of that time because I just felt extremely vulnerable I didn't know what was going to happen and I remember my my prayer posture changed yeah. to there were times that I was totally on the floor mm. you know um, because I knew God, I'm, I'm at your mercy. You know, I'm, I'm not able to control this and I don't know what's going to happen. So I just went in there and sometimes I don't know that I spoke a lot. Right. <laughs> you know, help us understand why that was important to you to have a designated space for that kind of communication or that kind of intimacy. Why was it important, do you think, that you said, I've got this geographic location in my house that I'm reserving for this kind of a, a communication? Well, I think it makes it a little more of a priority in my own heart. Mm -hmm. You know, this is important to me. And so this space is mine. Yeah. You know, um, and it, it's it becomes a familiar place. Just like when you go to see a counselor, you're going to the, you're not usually jumping from office to office, you know? Yeah. I, so I, I think there's just that familiarity too that helps. And I would say too, this, uh, because what we're talking about here is also beneficial mm -hmm. on the flip side for let's say the husband that's going through recovery. We say a similar thing in terms of you need a space to get, get connect with God. And I think of it this way, while we know that as New Testament believers, we have been called the temple of the Holy Spirit, our bodies are now the temple of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And the significance of that is, you know, prior to Christ and his resurrection and then the, the coming of the Holy Spirit is um, God would um, bring his presence into the tabernacle and then into the temple, right? Mm -hmm. So there, mm -hmm. that was what caused those places to be sacred, that was literally physically where you met with God, right? Yeah. And while we know that wherever we go now, we have this incredible gift mm -hmm. of having the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, I don't think that means that we abandon mm -hmm. the beauty and the sac sacredness of creating yes. spaces. Because think about even what Jesus did. It said that he often withdrew to lonely places to pray. And one of his favorite places was off of the Mount of Olives, right? The Garden of Gethsemane. I mean, he, he, there's, he even had sort of designated places where it was like, that's where, and he didn't need any healing or recovery or anything, right? But right. he still said there's something sacred to going off and, and having some private interaction with the Father. That's right. Can I tell you a second sacred place for mm -hmm. me? The car. Yeah. <laughs> And it still is, yeah. you know, the car is, I mean, because we all commute, commuting, right. you know, and sometimes we're, it's never, I never think of it, oh, horrible traffic, you know, mm -hmm. it's more like, how can, what can I do? 
Yeah, no. Obviously, in that space, keep your eyes open. Uh-huh. You know, don't That's pray with right. your eyes That's closed. Right. That's but good idea. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah. can you share this story from mm-hmm. this lady that, that to yeah. kind of kind of highlight again this idea of a sacred space and maybe and and how this particular woman engaged that? I'll tell you what. If we can do that right after we address the uh, issue now, because we talked about prayer and just pouring mm-hmm. your heart Absolutely. and being brutally honest. Right. That's a, that's the way to go. Because with grief, we know that we we make progress when we lean on our pain, on our pain rather than away from it, mm-hmm. right? We have to just go there, and this provides you just the avenue. Go to, go to your maker with it, right? Right. But then there's also I'd like to address a little more too on making space for God's word mm. at a time when your thought life is wild and it's. Bouncing um, all over the place, all right? Over yeah, the place, right? Um, we're attacked hugely. Mm-hmm. I mean, who, I haven't met a woman who doesn't have issues with insecurities. Oh yeah. So at a time like this, your insecurities just go <laughs> way up, mm-hmm. right? So you have thoughts, um, and and those things you're going to have to kind of address them as time goes, right? But I felt, I, I was blessed, Jonathan, that um, my husband and I, uh, was we got a really good foundation and uh, connected to God's word as he mm-hmm. went to seminary in a really good place and um, well taught about the value right. of, of God's word. So that pl- came into, uh, made a big difference for me, right? And I think the the importance there, right, is because we can have incredibly powerful emotions, right? I mean, mm-hmm. pain, mm-hmm. even pleasure, creates such powerful emotions that we we begin to interpret the power of the emotion as being equal with truth, right? And there's a difference between a fact and the truth. Mm-hmm. The fact is, you have a very strong emotion, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, that is that is a type of truth. I mean, it's it's real, but that doesn't mean that it's communicating the truth to you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's why I think right. we can be bouncing all over the place in our emotions. And as a little sidebar, we can't get into it right now. I think that's a huge problem that's in the culture mm-hmm. is we've we've equated the power of our feelings with what is true, right? And the power of the feelings is just a fact. Yes. It doesn't actually always reflect the truth. And that's why you're saying God's word as the foundation of truth from the from the very um, mind of our creator mm-hmm. is what we have to anchor our soul in right. during these times of great turmoil emotionally. And just thinking about the power of feelings is that not denying them no. and going there and finding out where they come from and all of that work, hard work will reveal a lot about what we really believe, right? Yeah. And false beliefs and things that are unhelpful and things that are helpful too. So there's there's a lot of good in that uh, exercise. But the truth is a lot of our emotions actually are not based in truth. Mm-hmm. You know? So... They're based on our circumstance, right? Circumstance, yeah. you know, or even false be- beliefs right. about... God about ourselves, about what can possibly be happening. Like for, instance, so, like for instance, we were talking earlier, 
you can have an you can have a powerful feeling that God has abandoned you and failed you. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is real in their in your feeling. Right. But it is not true. Right. God never leaves us. He never forsakes us. He never turns his back on his children. And so that's a, just an example right there of how your feelings can be driving you in one direction that's mm-hmm. totally separate from what is actually true. That's right. And you don't ignore the reality of what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. But what I'm hearing you say is in creating a sacred space and remaining grounded in God's word, you're submitting your life and all of those feelings right. under and into that relationship with God rather mm-hmm. than trying to superimpose those over the top of and change somehow the truth of who right. God is. Yeah, and I remember feeling, Jonathan, that um, I'm as I would read some of God's word, you know, I, I just said, God, if this is true, help me believe it. Yes. Help me in my unbelief. Yeah. You know? And uh, one of the first passages that I focused on was in James, that it says, consider it all joy when you encounter various troubles. I yeah. tell you what, the last thing I was feeling was joy. Yeah, I remember when you had shared that with us, and you actually shared it like, yeah, that took me about a year to get through that <laughs> one verse, right? Right, yeah, so. right. It's, 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 <laughs> so maybe that's another thing to say here is, even if we're cre- casting a vision for you uh, wives out there for kind of, okay, what does it look like in terms of really connecting with God and creating a safe space and getting His Word? Also recognize that there's a time element in here, right? Mm-hmm. Be patient with be yourself. Patient. Yes. Be patient with the Absolutely. process. Don't mm-hmm. try to rush this because what what I think you want to, to help wives see is that there there's beauty that can come out of this journey, but mm-hmm. it's not instant. Yes, that's right. And and there are different ways that we do the Bible, right? I mean, they're sometimes reading through the whole Bible in one year and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, honestly, my favorite is to just really soak it in and to just kind of take my time, mm-hmm. right? And so that became... Uh, in my valley years, let's say I had five years that were very much valley years for me, that I would, um, I would just ask God to direct me to whatever he wanted me to learn, you know, and there was usually a passage that had a lot of things that would help uh, my thinking. And so I, I did, and I know this is very individual. So for everyone, God will give you your strategy that works for you and your personality, right? Right. But for me, I just decided to take a a large passage so that I don't just pick a verse, but I I liked to learn some different things. I didn't want to just focus on that need, right? Right. So, um, and just, I memorized, I, I can't tell say them now but in those times i would and i know what they mean yeah, that's the most yeah. important so well believe it or not we are running out of time so okay what did you want to maybe close with and then um we can let the the wives we can let the wives know where um sure where they can get more information and, and i do have something that we're going to put right up that yeah we're we we're going to post a, so. a link to a song Right. Yeah, I'd love to close it with reading 
uh, another example of someone that's sure. done that. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and this is a precious friend. I get to meet the most beautiful women of God in, that come through our wives' mm -hmm. care groups. I'm a fan. I mean, yeah. they're, they're awesome. You know, and this is one of these treasures. And I asked her to, can you just share that with us? And she's willing, of course, yeah, that's anonymously. But I'd like to share what she described her time with God has been like, mm -hmm. right? So she said, I love to be in, a play, in my place where I talk to God. It is a closet where I can close the door on my busy, broken world. I have a blanket that I wrap up in in a place to sit where I lean back. I have my Bible in a small light in a notebook to write in. I love sitting in the dark, leaning on my father. I need the dark to have a real face-to-face, heart-to-heart time with my father. Since I cannot look into his face and see his eyes and his expressions, I have to get there with the eyes of my heart for me it works best in the dark so in the dark closet mm -hmm. right and then she says the lord's prayer has helped me so much i stumbled on it years ago when my world crashed at first all i could say was our father and i would see him in my eye, mind's eye his presence became so real that when Life got difficult. I would say in my heart, Daddy, come and hold my hand. And I would clasp his spirit hand in my physical hand. I sat with that word, Father, that relationship for months before I went on in my prayer. Now I love my quiet place. Sometimes I sort through my messes with him while I'm there on his lap. Sometimes I cry and hurt. Sometimes we laugh together. Sometimes I pray. Sometimes I read. But it's all just being with my father. So I, um, I'm going to just read one more mm -hmm. section here. Uh, I need to be wowed. Um, is that the right word? Wowed. Wowed. Yeah. Wowed. <laughs> Forgive me here, my English. Um, wowed every day by my Heavenly Father. So often I jump into the day without taking that hard time to breathe into my soul the immense power of my God or the immense love. Sometimes I need the love. Other days I need the power. I never know. That is what I must discover when I slow down. But the secret I found is that when I go there with him, I face the rest of my day a different person. I face it loved and protected and safe. In a broken world, a very broken world, we all need a place for the pain to stop. Mm. That is so good. And I really, I really trust for the wives out there that this has been encouraging for, for you um, uh, we know that many of you will have questions. You're at different stages in your own journey. Uh, so that's why we have our wives care ministry. And so Gigi, will you share again how the wives can get more information about wives care ministry and also the groups? Sure. Uh, just go to wivescare.com and, um, 
we we have a resource page there that has a lot of uh, links and videos and book uh, books that we recommend. So as well as the the groups mm -hmm. and I encourage you take that step of getting out of isolation being connected with other women who have been there look at this precious yeah. woman right. you would want to meet her right. I've been honored you you're going to meet others that are like this and will encourage your heart and and probably be supportive after mm -hmm. you know because there's a bond that's created well, thanks again, Gigi. And listeners, we're always glad that you're here with us. And you can get more information about the radio program at puresexradio.com or on Twitter. Follow us at puresexradio. And until next time, have a great week. We'll see you back here again. Take care. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.